brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Warning. This show contains adult political themes and language. Liberals and little children should cover their ears. Welcome to Liberty Never Sleeps, where negativity never sounded so good. Now here's your host, Thomas Purcell. Good morning and welcome to Liberty Never Sleeps. Make sure to follow the show at our website at libertyneversleeps.com where you find links to us on all the social media sites, including Gab and MeWe. Don't forget to subscribe to the show also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite streaming device. We are a crowdfunded show. If you'd like to see ad-free content and video of the show, check out our website and merchandise shop at patreon.com. Good morning. I had a friend... I want to talk a little bit about Oscars before we get into the weekend, before we get into... The Derek Chauvin trial today. I had a friend uh, go to the movies this week. And he said to me, hey, you got the movie theater's empty. How come, how come I don't see anybody? And I thought to myself, well, there aren't any good movies. I, when was the last time, I said to my, when was the last time I saw an Oscar-worthy movie in the movies? I, I've seen some stuff on TV, but I'm talking about like this year. The 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 theater, the the studios have not been making good movies for years. I and I said to myself, you know, I go to the movies within the last ten years or so to see movies that I can't really appreciate on a small screen. As as you know, I have high definition televisions, but it's not the same as the movie theater experience. The big event going out to a movie theater big screen a little snack maybe have a little lunch after i i haven't seen an oscar worthy movie probably since i would say dunkirk was the last one maybe i'm wrong i i would have to look up every movie that i saw but i i haven't been out to the movies in over a year and i think the last good movie i saw was dunkirk in the movie theaters there there's nothing but junk 
I've, I looked at uh, the schedule of what was out there, and people say, well, you should go see Nobody. Well, yeah, that's a kind of a movie I can catch on streaming. It's just some guy going nuts and beating everybody up, right? And then there's another movie, Godzilla vs. Kong, which is out now. It's a monster movie, frankly. You know, I'm, at, I'm at an age now where I don't care what's up on the screen. It's not going to be entertaining to me as a monster movie. My idea of Godzilla movies is, you know, Monster Zero late at night with the Japanese, uh, the Mothra and the little girls in the box and the wacky, the wacky stuff that went on back in the 70s. That, that to me is a Godzilla movie. I go to Godzilla movies because of the camp, not because it's frightening or scary. I, I'm sure it is. I just, I haven't seen anything and almost everything coming out from the Marvel Universe and the DC Universe it's garbage. I saw Spider-Man. I think the last movie was, I now that I think about it, I think the last movie was Spider-Man Homecoming, which was okay. I just okay. I had problems with that movie. There were some scenes that were just weren't believable and and it just didn't work for me. Maybe because the I'm getting older now and I'm older than the heroes that are being portrayed on the screen. But it's kind of a disappointment. And a lot of it is because of COVID, right? They haven't made movies because you haven't been able to go out in a theater. And so there's this backlog or this lag between this, what the studios are making and what's coming out. As a matter of fact, the last few studio movies are on HBO Max and other channels. And I have them and I did watch them and they were garbage. And I'm glad I didn't pay, you know, six, ten bucks or whatever, because I usually go to the matinee. I'm cheap like that. <laughs> and... It was entertaining. I, every streaming movie I've saw, I, could, I couldn't sit through. I, I don't want to go down the list of movies that I've seen. But I'm, to me, it's old movies now is watching older movies. You know, like I said, I, I've fallen in love or re-fallen in love with older movies now. And some of my older movies that I've, I've fell in love with years ago, I'm now re-watching because now I have a, a higher resolution TV to watch it on. But it's just not the same. You know, you know how when I was a uh, when I was a kid, I saw Spartacus, and then I got a chance to see the digital re-release on the big screen. And after I came out of the movie there, it it was like coming back to reality. Spartacus was that kind of a movie. It, I I fell in love with what was going on in the screen. I became so engrossed with the characters. I was part of that universe for a couple hours. And then when you step out of the movie theater, you go, wow. And all of a sudden, reality hits you. Have you ever had that kind of experience? Spartacus was that one. Braveheart was another one of those kind of movies. I haven't had that experience in many years in movie theaters. And as entertained as I've been with the Marvel Universe and some of the movies, I wouldn't call them classics of cinema or motion. They were good movies. They were good entertainment, Right? And I'm wondering, will it ever come back? Will will the salaries of all the celebrities come back? Not that I care one way or the other, you mind you. But it's going to be hard for them to generate $200 million in revenues on a single movie if it's not in the movie theater. If it's going to be released on the small screen on streaming at the same time it's a movie theater. That's why people are staying home because they just find it more comfortable to sit at home. Not me. I just, I miss the movie experience.
But I also miss falling in love and becoming mesmerized by the movies. I watch some of those old movies and you just fall into that universe where you just true escapism where the only thing that concerns the movie maker is entertaining you for a few hours and not messaging you, not illustrating something, not showing both sides of the story. Like, we don't need to see that. We, we need is entertainment in movies. That's why I loved Christopher Nolan movies. Dark Knight Rises, Tenet, Inception. He makes movies that entertain you and involves you in a story and is centered around characters. And you just, you just don't see it anymore. So they, they were talking about the Oscars online, which is why I brought this subject up. The Oscars are actually April 25th. I don't know if anybody's been talking about it. Everybody's talking about the Derek Chauvin, which we'll touch on. But I'm not going to touch on the trial itself. I want to talk on about something else that, that may or may not be occurring to people. They were talking about the Oscars, and I said, well, what are they going to give the Oscar to? Doesn't that weaken the value of the Oscar? I mean, nobody's watching the damn show anymore. The movies aren't reflecting what people are actually going to see. Why do we even have them anymore? If movies are going to be strictly about propaganda and messaging, why bother? The Oscar itself. Yeah, movie has to have so many black actors, so many Hispanic actors, etc., etc., to even qualify for an Oscar. That means that the best pictures, pictures with the best actors and the best directors and the best entertainment value is not going to be in the list of nominees because they're going to narrow the nominees into an, a pigeonhole category which has to suit the messaging and agenda of movie making. So when you talk about COVID and people not going to the movie theaters and, and whatnot, it's more than just the virus. It's that they're just not making the quality movies that they used to. And I'm not talking about the basics. I'm talking about the complexities, the direction, the cinematography, the music. It's all gone. I mean, look, look at the last Star Wars franchise, for God's sakes. It was horrible. The Mandalorian was good. And then they shot themselves in the foot by firing Gina Carano. What else is going on behind the scenes that you don't know? How many good and talented people are not being to, allowed to make movies because they're not getting the financing or they're not being hired simply because of politics or messaging or the content of the movie has to be made in a certain way to qualify for the Oscar? And therefore, of course, that's where the money is going to go. And that, that infection about movie making and the changes in movie making is becoming not just in the movie industry, it's, it's spreading to other industries. And, you know, they talk about this thing called the Great Reset, and I'm starting to think that, yeah, it's all about that. They're trying to reinvent our lives, not just America what it means to be a, an individual, what it means about individual freedoms, what it means about artistic value and merit, what it means about caring and altruism and just about everything that makes what a human being is to be unique. Let, let's face it, 
They reinvented what justice means. Let's talk about that next. And the Chauvin verdict and what Biden said, what AOC said, and what's going on here. And I, I, I don't want to get into the fact of who was right, who was wrong, because it's not relevant. What's relevant is that a jury found decision. But we also need to talk about how our leaders reacted and what they said. Let's take a few minutes for a break and then we'll be right back. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. Derek Chauvin. Guilty on all three counts. And the verdict came back in two days. So the jury was absolutely convinced that Mr. Chauvin was guilty of the crime. But I, I got a question about it, and I have to research it more because I, the verdict only came out a few hours ago. How were you convicted for second-degree homicide and second-degree or third-degree manslaughter and third-degree homicide? It's one crime. The crime being he held him down until he suffocated and was responsible for his death. Well, how can you convict a man for murder three times? I don't understand that. I don't know. Is Minnesota law somehow unique? Is it that because you can't convict someone of the same crime several times? If you shoot a person dead, you can only be convicted of murder one time. Now, the reason they put the three charges, from what I understand about law, is so that if they find him not guilty on second degree, they could find him guilty on third degree. In other words, he's not guilty of deliberate murder. He's guilty of 
homicidal murder or, in, in the third case, a manslaughter accidental murder. I assume that's the separation. When I told you yesterday, no matter how this verdict comes out, justice was served. He had a fair trial. There wasn't anything about it that suggested to me that it was unfair in any way. The defense presented an adequate defense. The prosecution presented a fair prosecution. They presented evidence both sides, and the 12 people sat down and came up with an answer. What I'm concerned about is the jury tampering that went on before the jury got sequestered. I mentioned it yesterday, and I'm going to it bears mentioning today about what went on outside the courthouse in the streets of Minneapolis for the last several months. There was no doubt in my mind that if Siobhan did not get a guilty verdict, that people would be hostile and act react, react hostily, eventually looting, rioting, burning, arson, whatever. And there were people gathered in the streets around the courtroom saying they were going to do that. Then you had Maxine Waters come out on the eve of the verdict trial while the jury was in deliberations and suggested that the crowds need to be more confrontational unless they got justice, what they feel is justice. And it worries me that that had an effect on the jury. I talked about it yesterday because I said, you know, the judge set it up for appeal. The judge set it up for war mistrial also. I didn't think it would be declared in this time, but it could. It could have. So that's why when I say, well, how do you convict a person on all three charges on the same crime? Was it they were just intimidated into doing it? Or was it that the laws in Minneapolis or Minnesota were somehow allowing for that? I don't know. I've got to research it more and I'll, I'll report on it tomorrow. The other thing that concerned me was what Biden said today. He says, well, I hope, now that the jury isn't sequestered when he says this, I hope the jury comes back with the right decision. Well, there is no right decision. There is a decision based on the evidence. The jury decides whether the officer was negligent or deliberate in his actions, which resulted in the death of George Floyd. So no matter what decision they come out with, it's right, assuming that there's a fair trial, which I believe it was. And when the president sticks their nose in in that way, and I took issue with Donald Trump when he did the same thing in a number of things. When a president sticks their nose in that way, even though the jury is sequestered, it tends to cause a situation which exacerbates the emotional response by the crowds out in the, outside the courthouse. And that, that, I would think that that would have to go through the mind of the jury. What will the crowds do to me if I let this go? What will the crowds do to my business, to the streets of Minneapolis, to a city I live in, a city I love? So when you say was justice served, yes, the, the system worked. In other words, a guilty man was found guilty and he goes to jail. But there is no right or wrong. Everyone needs to go home. 
This is not a day to cheer one way or the other. We have an officer of the law that was convicted of murdering someone. That's a serious charge. And it suggests, if, if you believe that, that there is another significant problem. That we have officers that are in the situation which will lead people to, to be killed or murdered. So this is not something to celebrate. This is a bad time for our country. It's a bad time for police officers who hardly, who work all the time and have a hard time dealing with the incredible amount of criminality they see in these centers of, of, of uh, urban centers. How were they going to deal with it? It's not just the looting and the rioting. It's more than that. What's going to become of our justice system if a jury can be tampered with or if a cop is deliberately murdering people? What, do you see what I'm saying? It's, this is not something to celebrate either way. And it is no right verdict. You can have an opinion about it, but as the President of the United States, you have a responsibility to uphold what? The system itself. And if Chauvin had come out and had been found not guilty, what would you say to the people of Minneapolis now that you have told them that it was the wrong verdict? When their cities are burned out, their homes are burned out, what about the jurors who would then be under the possibility of physical harm or danger. You know, there was a person who had pig blood cast on their house because of this whole thing. There were all kinds of claims of, well, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. This is not something to celebrate. We shouldn't be celebrating that, they, that everyone's going to go home now. No, we need to do something about it. We need to stop reacting emotionally every time somebody is arrested. Every time we perceive someone is guilty or not. And we need to get our leaders, our politicians, our elected officials from stop commenting on things and exacerbating the violence in the streets. And they do it for political purposes. Look, nobody gave a shit about Derek Chauvin until he got killed. And that's the shame of it. Once he got killed, there was everybody siding up. He was wrong. That guy did it. He's guilty. He's not guilty. He was on fentanyl. It doesn't matter he was on fentanyl. He was killed. He was, and everyone had to put in their two cents, do it on social media, do it on the news, and inflame people on both sides over this issue. Why didn't you care about him when the cities are falling down around people's heads? Why didn't you care about him when there's rampant drug use, rampant gang violence? A seven-year-old got killed in a McDonald's drive-up the other day. It's now coming out that there was a drug deal gone bad involved in the case. Why didn't you care about people there? Why didn't you care about your constituents, Maxine, who live in filth and squalor every day instead of going up to Minneapolis to cause trouble? Because it's not politically viable. It's not, there's no political gain in it. That's why. And that's why people like Biden and Maxine Waters and others need to be called out on it. This is not a celebratory time. 
George Floyd is not a hero, he's a victim. And everyone needs to realize that. We have a system of laws. We're not members of the animal kingdom. And we need to get back to basics in enforcement of the law. There should have been only one charge. Murder and then the secondary charge of manslaughter. And then he's found guilty of either one. Did he murder him? No. Did he man Was it manslaughter? In other words, it was accidental. No. Then he goes free. That should have been it. And then we, we've made the law so complex and so ridiculous and we've made it into a social justice issue that somehow if a, cop, if a person dies in a cop's custody, they're automatically put in jail. We've got more serious problems in this country than just the justice of Derek Chauvin. And I want to talk about it again in the next segment. We'll be right back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You know, now that he's going to jail, he's going to appeal. We'll see how that goes. It's almost certain there was going to an appeal for a request for a mistrial because of the interference by political leaders. He is certainly going to have reason to appeal saying that there was jury tampering and saying, I want a new trial and a change of venue. This thing is not over yet, and it should have been. And it's not over yet because our leaders are interfering with our laws and our process. That's the thing that we should be all talking about. We should talk about what is the role and responsibility of our leadership in this whole affair. Not about whether he's guilty or not. That should be left to it, a jury and a trial. It should not have been televised on TV. People should not have gathered on the fronts of the steps. 
and I'm not calling for laws to stop people from doing that, but you understand I'm telling people that is going to cause and create a circus atmosphere and is going to intimidate and color the, 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 the process itself. Because people on some, some people are crazy saying, oh, you should have gone free. Other people are crazy. Oh, you should have been guilty. You should have been hung right there before a trial. People are actually saying that. We saw him do what he did on tape. He shouldn't have even had a trial. It's outrageous. It's creating a circus atmosphere. And that atmosphere itself may indeed have perjured the jury or tainted the jury, I should say. And there are some leaders that art's never going to be enough. People are tweeting out, saying the most horrible things now in their glee, rubbing their hands in joy that a man, a police officer, or a representative of government of the law is being in jail for probably the rest of his life. It's not a moment of glee. It's a sad moment. It's an unhappy moment. should be for anyone even for the people who supported George Floyd. We should be saying, man, something's wrong. What's going on with our society that people are threatening to burn down a city if they don't get their way? AOC tweeted out that a family had to use, lose a son, brother, and father, that a teenage girl had to film and post a murder, that millions across the country had to organize and march just for George Floyd to be seen and valued as not justice. That's not what happened. The officers involved would have had to answer for his death either way. There were body cam videos. Teenage girl wasn't, wasn't necessary. We all saw what happened. We all thought Chauvin was guilty when we first saw it. That first day when it came out, I was horrified as you were. And then she says, and this verdict is not a substitute for policy change. Why? The, po every, the system worked as intended. Yeah, a cop killed a man. Yeah, that man is now going to jail. Probably for the rest of his life. That's the system. It worked. What more do you want? Well, I want it so that people like George Floyd aren't killed by the police. Well, that's never going to happen. Police officers are going to make mistakes. Police officers are going to be bad cops. I hate to tell you this, but that's human nature. And you want to change your laws? You want to change? We're going to make a policy change. Why? See, this is government always interfering. We have a brilliant system where all the parties concerned end up in a courtroom and then 12 people view the evidence and make a decision. That's a great system. That's a unique system, by the way, in the world. And we're willing to throw it all away, what? So that people feel good. No, no, we need to have uh, no more trials by jury. It's, you know, George Floyd was murdered. We could all see it and he should be, you know... Officer Chauvin should have been hung on the steps of the courthouse. It's a lynch mob. And that's the way we're going now. You, you have people saying all kinds of bizarre things in their sickness, and that's in their head. Nancy Pelosi. Thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice. He didn't sacrifice anything. 
He passed a bad 20 and they called the police on him. You think he cared? You think he would be rather alive today? I'm sure he would. Sacrificed his justice. We have justice every day in this country. We have men and women who face a trial by jury every day in every courtroom in every city in this country. And those trials go on every all day long. And we ask citizens to serve and decide whether someone is guilty or innocent. Their anonymity should be protected and they should be able to do so without bias or threat or implicit cause. And yet, we have need leaders like Nancy Pelosi. Thank you for sacrificing your life for justice. He didn't sacrifice his life for justice. According to that courtroom, he was murdered. That's not sacrificing your life for justice. Justice would be he would have been arrested and he would have served time for the crimes that he was committing. That's justice. What we saw there was tragedy. It was a guy who was basically dead because of all the evils that were involved in his life. There's no doubt that drugs, counterfeiting money, all that, that's illegal. That's not what a society, a well-functioning society is built on. But Nancy Pelosi's mind it is. Oh yeah, it's okay. As long as if you kill him, that person's going to go to jail the rest of their life. That's justice. That's a fucked up system. What we should have is a system where we start to examine things before they get to that point. Why is it in our urban centers there's rampant drug use? Why is it there are so many single moms out there raising a bevy of children in inner cities? Why is it so many people are in chronic poverty conditions, reliant on food stamps, reliant on phones, reliant on government handouts for day-to-day -day life? There are people that live on government subsistence from birth to death in this country. Why is it that our urban centers look like bombed out cities after World War II? That needs to be addressed before we start to address anything about our legal system because our legal system seems to be working just fine. Seems to be. Let's talk about why George Floyd got to that point. That's what our leadership should be saying. Our leadership should not be saying, well, we need to change our laws because George Floyd died. No, we need to change our, the way we're running our society so that we can prevent that situation from ever happening. What you're arguing for, AOC, is for George Floyd's to run around and nobody stop them. We can't have that. We have to examine why people are shoved into a life of chronic poverty. Why is it that there's such rampant drug use? Why are our cities run down? And I got to tell you, the Democrats don't want us to discuss that. The Democrats don't want to discuss chronic poverty in this country. They just want to keep handing people stuff because it empowers them. 
They don't want to solve inner city urban blight. They don't want to solve kids graduating in mass with the inability to even read and write with a functional illiteracy or an inability to critically think about what actually happened on that street corner. They want people to react with emotion and with violence so they can be easily manipulated. They want votes counted with mass democracy instead of a representative republic so that they can control people. They want the media only to spew their narrative. They want single party control in Congress. They don't want the minority party to have any power at all. That's why they don't want to talk about the things that I'm talking about. That's why they want to talk about, hey, we need to stop. We need to have more riots and we need to have more urban violence. And you know what? That protesting served a functional purpose. That's how we got justice for George Floyd. We threatened and we intimidated the jury. That's what concerns me. And we may never know that. And I want to point out, I'm not suggesting that's what happened. But when you have leaders coming out and asking the crowds to do that, that's when you've got a serious problem. You're always going to have people acting emotionally. You're always going to have jurors who are going to wonder about the, the effects of their decision. It happened in the, in the O.J. Simpson trial. People were worried that they were going to let O.J. Simpson go because they were worried about what had happened with the Rodney King attack. They didn't want that to happen again, and they thought, well, maybe, you know, by, but we didn't have leaders coming out and saying, oh, I think O.J. should be set free, or I think O.J. should be guilty. That needs to stop, and we've gone down this path. We have gone, I saw, I lived through the Rodney King riots. I saw this progression where politicians got more and more and more involved in the process, and our streets became more chaotic and laws became more and more abandoned. Now we're talking about banning guns, banning this, defunding police, essentially dismantling a system which has worked for 200 years when we've only really had a problem in the last 20. And nobody wants to talk about it. No, it's not a popular show. There are going to be people on the right wing that are going to hate me and say, oh, no, Derek Chauvin did not get justice. And then there are going to be people on the left saying, you didn't go far enough, Tom. You're, you're, you're a Trump supporter. I get it all the time in social media. You're stupid. You're dumb. You're an idiot. No matter what your argument is, you get it. No one wants to have the difficult conversation. No one wants to talk about the elephant in the room. Why do our cities look like this? Why does it become necessary for cops to go out every day and end up in broken relationship and miserable lives? Why is it that the cops are going bad in the first place? What are they being exposed to? What is going on here? That's a difficult conversation, and it's also a very complex solution. So nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about what a cop sees every night on the beat and how it may affect what goes on in his mind. No one wants to talk about that. Oh, you're painting Chauvin as a victim. No, I'm not. 
I want to know what's really going on. I want to solve the problem. I don't care who I hurt, and I don't care what truths I have to say to do it. I'm interested in solving it. I'm not interested in blaming people and punishing people. I'm interested in never getting to that point in the first place. No one wants to talk about it. That's fine. Send me all the hate messages you want. Go ahead. I don't care. I want to talk a little bit about Trump running again. We'll be right back after this brief break. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. I've always been on the unpopular side of opinions. I'm not, it's like I'm used to it now. I got, I've gotten so used, unused, I got such a thick skin, I don't feel anything anymore. With the amount of hate mails I get, it's unbelievable. And, and you get, I get them from both sides, which tells me I'm probably pretty ho close to the truth. Trump's running again, supposedly. He says, I want to run again 2024. Okay. It's not going to be good for the Republican Party, and not because it's Trump. I would say this for any Republican who had a one-term presidency and then lost. Same thing I'd said with George Bush. Just go away. Just, just go away. You've had your day and your son. You've had your four years. During Trump's presidency, both the Senate, the House, were both lost. He was as divisive for the Republican Party as he was for the Democrat Party. Never mind that I agree with him most of the time. This is why I said to you a long time, and I've said this many times, I would never run for office because I'm a person who wants to tear out the guts of the machine. I want to pull out the wires. I want to revert things to the way it was originally intended, a republic. I would repeal the 17th Amendment. I would put essential guarantees against private industry violating our constitutional rights as well. I would be extremely unpopular by both sides. That's what happened to Donald Trump. Nobody liked him. Not the Republicans in Congress who were making their money on wars in foreign overseas places, getting money and shuffling money through Chinese contacts who were running businesses here. No. Democrats certainly weren't going to like him. He wanted to close down the border. Every Republican president, in fact, every president, now that I think about it, Clinton said the same thing, so did Obama, wanted to, talked about controlling illegal immigration. Donald Trump was the first one who actually tried to do it. He tried to build a wall. He tried to restrict the immigration visa system and make it more difficult for illegal immigration into our country. Oh my God, can't have that. We can't have a politician honor what he said he was going to do. It's only a matter of course before 
somebody got this is a classic what I call the classic William Wallace syndrome you ever seen the movie Braveheart not to mention it again I know I mentioned it at the beginning of the show William Wallace pissed off everybody pissed off the nobles the Scottish nobles pissed off the Scottish people pissed off the English pissed off the English what happened to him he ended up getting torn apart by the crowd his head shoved on a pike if you know anything about history didn't solve anything did it Eventually, Scotland won its freedom, but it wasn't under William Wallace. That's the same thing with Donald Trump. He was not a consensus builder. He just came out there and did what he had to do. He was not a politician. God love him. Thank God he was. I love that. I love that about him. But you know what? I would have preferred a Ronald Reagan presidency, one that was successful. One that won re-election. One that actually accomplished a few things. Yeah, Ronald Reagan had to compromise. But he got to stay in office eight years. He got to become one of the most beloved presidents and the economy ran for years. We didn't get that with Trump. I know some people say the election was stolen. Well, that may be. I leave that up to you to decide. But it wouldn't have gotten to that point had people like the Never Trumpers supported him. It should have been an overwhelming election. The economy was on fire until COVID. People believed in him. He was able to attract massive crowds. He should have won re-election. It wouldn't have mattered if there was cheating going on. It would if the Never Trumper crowd had supported him. If the Republican Party had stood behind him, but they didn't. They just let him twist in the wind. That's why I say he shouldn't run again. This is not the pan who's going to lead the Republican Party to a conservative victory. He could only serve one term anyway. It's another reason why we should not elect him again. I will support Donald Trump if he wins the primary. Make no mistake about it. You got to play the cards that you're dealt. Donald Trump was who the deck dealt us in 19 in 2016. And he fulfilled the promises or at least tried to fulfill all of the promises that he made in the campaign. That puts him already head and shoulders above anybody that was going to run against him. I don't know who would possibly run in 2024. Beating a president in midterm is going to be tough. Always is. But it shouldn't be Donald Trump. It should be somebody like a Ronald Reagan. Someone that captures the imagination of the American people. Someone who can bring calm to the waters of our political theater or our political narrative. What we really ideally need is a Millard Fillmore presidency, but I don't know if you can go that quickly from such a contentious two presidencies to, to a a neutral third that quickly but it's time for the Republican Party the people in the Republican Party to let go and start thinking about the future I I know I'm gonna get a ton of people oh you need to support him no matter what I, I look as I said if he gets the primary we this is too early to talk about it Let's see who's running first. Before I decide to support somebody, I want to see who all the candidates are. Maybe he will be the best candidate. I don't know.
I could think of a few others I'd like to see. I'd like to see DeSantis in that batch. I'd like to see Ted Cruz. I'd like to see some other people that we have not seen very much of in the public eye run. I know there's a number of conservatives in the House. There are a number of conservative governors, all of which would make good presidents. Let's see them. Let's see them talk with each other, debate with each other. But I think it would be bad for the party for Donald Trump to run again. I think he would be more effective as a representative or a senator or a player behind the scenes helping to fund, promote other candidates. I think they would be more effective. And that's really what the goal should be. What would be best for the country? Any person running for office should be thinking, that. what's best for the country? How can I best serve the nation? We need to get back to that. What's best for everybody, right and left, black and white, Asian and Hispanic? What do the American people want? You know, there were people that voted for Barack Obama that voted for Trump. It would have to be by the numbers. We have to start getting people to believe again in leadership too. There's a lot of people that don't believe in Biden because of his obvious senility. There are people that say he's been controlled. There are senators and congressmen talking about this publicly in the aisles of Congress. That's worrisome. We need to restore credibility to the White House, too. We need to have a stable person run for office, get the nomination, and then make the case for conservative thought. Small government, low taxes, strong national defense, basic family values. These things need to be sold again to the American public, sadly. Ronald Reagan did it. He did it by convincing the American people of the importance of state and local government rather than federal government. He did it by emphasizing a strong sense of family values. He did it by dealing with our foreign enemies without bombing them into submission and without apologizing, as so many Democrats do. And he did it in a way that everyone felt comfortable yeah, he is right. Yeah, he is doing the right thing. Ha, look at Mondale, what a fool he is. Yeah, maybe we should elect Reagan again. The economy sure is good. Sensible economic legislation. Smaller government, most of all. We're $30 trillion in debt. The emphasis has to be on refocusing the American people on how much we're spending and how much we're asking from government. It needs to be considerably less. And I don't know who's going to be able to make that case best. That's the future of the Republican Party. That's the future of our country. Stop spending so much. Get people where they're dependent on their own salaries and their own life and they have opportunities to make it successful, where government doesn't stand in their way of building their business or building their own future. And I don't know if Donald Trump is the person to do that. And it's nothing to, to say about his conservatism or his, it's, it's simply a matter of, you know, the, the, the expression has a lot of luggage. He goes into electorate, all this other shit is going to continue to go pile on him. 
All this other stuff's going to come out. This and that and that and this. And I don't want us to go through that. It needs to be somebody without that baggage along. Who could bring some fresh ideas, some new blood into the party. Who can make the case for smaller government and make it stick. Ronald Reagan was that kind of person. Whether our society is building Ronald Reagans, I don't know. That's something the future will tell us. Let's move on. I got to talk about the mass media a little bit. We'll be right back. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <sighs> Personally, I'll be glad when all of this kind of stuff get we get behind it. I'll be glad when the sentencing of Chauvin is over, when Donald Trump steps back from the scene. I want to get back to basic understanding of the relationship between the American people and its government. The kind of thing we talked about five years ago when we started this adventure together, my listening audience in this show. I'm seeing that that kind of feeling in the American people. Shows like Brian Stelter and Rachel Maddow are slowly dying on the vine. I knew this was happening. There was a story that uh, Brian Stelter's uh, ratings are going through the toilet, that he's like getting hit hard, naturally. When you build your entire reputation and in your entire show on Donald Trump is the orange mad man, that's going to happen when he goes away. CNN built its reputation on getting Trump. We know that. Project Veritas released the films. We got to get Trump. We got to support BLM. We got to do this. We got to do that. Not reporting the news, not telling the truth, not finding out the truth of stories and then faithfully reporting it to the American viewer. No, let's manipulate the audience in a certain way so we can do it for political gain. That has a limited shelf life, believe it or not. Brian Stelter is probably going to be the first to fall, but they all will. People are wanting more, more intellectual discourse. I believe that. It's why I built this show. People are tired of the blatant one-sided argument that someone is bad because he's just a bad guy, because he sends awful tweets out, because he's a terrible person. We got four years of that with Trump. It began even before this. This social justice, social media-driven culture that we have now is very damaging to leadership in our country true leadership. 
because they don't want to be a part of it. People say, well, screw it. Why, why should I do that? Well, I'll just, I'll just invest in these companies or become CEO of a company and, uh, uh, and, and live a comfortable life and fuck it. You know, why bother? Because you'll see many people, many heads of government, many heads of, of state often say the same thing. Well, America's crazy. Its passions are running amok in the streets of every city. And it's affecting how we watch our news. You don't see news anymore. I remember growing up. There was a, a, a news network called Headline News Network. Every 30 minutes was just the headlines. Uh, this happened, then that happened. It was based on what the original network news used to be, where the, the news anchor would come out with the facts, turn the page, and then maybe they'd have a public interest story, you know, a soft story. It's not that anymore. It's five talking heads come out and say the news, and then they all discuss and yell at each other for, I, I can't watch Fox News or CNN or MSNBC anymore. I really can't. It's just people yelling at each other. Not that I don't yell on this show. But there has to be something more. There has to be some substantial reason why you're angry they're just angry to be angry and then they can't handle it when they do it's like what happened look what happened it happened to sharon osborne she had a discussion about whether piers morgan was being honest in his opinion about megan markle and they started to get heated in discussion and when it got heated one one person said, i'm getting ptsd and started to cry and sharon is worse stop you fucking crying she ended up getting fired for it. It wouldn't have happened if everyone wasn't constantly in love with their emotions and getting into a situation where they're not discussing facts. The facts are, with Meghan Markle, for instance, she didn't identify any particular one person. She gave a nebulous story without identifying people and without getting a specific reason on what or what was said that was racially charged or that was racist. Well, then when, when someone does that, I go, well, I can't believe them then. I, I take that attitude with a lot of things. That's the facts. Piers Morgan responded in a factual way. They don't do that on the network news anymore. People, Greg Gutfeld, right? You would think he's pretty conservative, right? Pretty fair-minded person. He says, I'm just glad that uh, we're not going to have, uh, the decision came down that, that would prevent all these riots. Well, that shouldn't be, a re that shouldn't be relevant on the Derek Chauvin call, whether there's riots or not. You should be more concerned, did the jurors come to a decision based on the facts? That's what I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about leadership now using it for a political tool of power. If you're going to get into political punditry and you're going to get in political analysts, then friggin' analyze it. Don't just express opinions. I'm just glad that cities aren't burnt down. Yeah, well, we all are. Does, is there anybody that isn't glad? So when you see, when I see stories about Brian Stelter's ratings failing, I was like, that was, that was, you could have seen that one coming from a mile away. The guy did nothing but bitch about Donald Trump every night. Donald Trump did this. Donald Trump did that. Donald Trump's a Russian spy. And I said to you here on this show, I said, what ha what's going to happen when Donald Trump goes away? They're going to die. 
all these shows. What are they going to do next? Is it going to just be Joe Biden is great? Because that's what I'm seeing now on the shows that are getting ratings. Joe Biden sure is great. Sure is wonderful to have Joe Biden. Joe Biden talked about getting his apple pie recipe out today. Because every time he does say anything of political importance, like today, when he said, well, I hope they come out with the right verdict, he steps on in a, in a pile of dog poop politically. You know, Joe Biden sure is swell. They won't get any ratings like that. You want to get ratings? Talk to people about both sides of the story. Talk about what they, your political party gets right and talk about what it gets wrong. Talk about the news. Don't talk about your opinion of it unless you're a political punditry show unless you're an editorial show, and then you better offer something other than, I think, Orange Man bad. And you, you know you see it on the right, too. You, I remember during the Obama years. Barack Obama is just an awful guy. Yeah, but why? I don't know. I can't tell you. What, what did he accomplish in order to get uh, your love for Barack Obama? I don't know. You just shut up can't have that. You're not going to get ratings that way. But everyone's trying to get the fast and easy fix, right? When it comes to TV ratings. Say something that's popular. Listen, if I came out tonight, or in the morning, if you're listening to it on the radio, and I said, Chauvin didn't get a fair trial. And this and reason and that reason is why he didn't get a fair trial. There would be an enormous amount of people that would love that. Same with the other side. If I said, you know, Derek John deserved to get murdered and he's going to go away for life and it's good and I'm glad. I'm just glad that a guilty man was found guilty, right? I mean, I saw the video. I, I can't imagine any excuse where that guy would get off innocent. My concern is, as I said, the way our leaders are responding and whether the jury or not was affected by it. That's not going to be a popular opinion. I know that. But in the long run, that's a more honest opinion. That's a more truthful opinion. And that is true analysis. And that's something you just don't see on the news anymore. We're out of time. Again today. Going by fast this week. We got a lot of stories. I, you know, today, I, it's like I, yesterday I told you I didn't want to talk about this trial very much. But when I, you know, with the verdict coming out, that's the only thing anyone's reporting on the news. It's the only thing anyone wants to talk about. So I got to talk about it. People are, I mean, people are crazy out there. I, I had family members saying, oh, you're going to talk about it? people are crazy. I, go, I know they're crazy. They're all, they're all like polarized. They got their pikes out, you know, on top of the walls fighting. We should all get together, right and left, and say, what the hell happened here? Why did this cop go bad? Why did he end up dead? That's what really, why are our political leaders politicizing it for their own gain and allowed to get away with that? Why is that happening too? Why are they doing it? What are we doing that is encouraging our leaders to act in that fashion? 
We're standing on the court steps with pitchforks and torches. That's why. But we're out of time for today. And we're going to get into all of these subjects on this show. I hope you have a good uh, Wednesday. We'll be back on Thursday. And then, of course, Friday is the private show. $2 donation. You get access to videos, enrollment on the website. And I've got a new T-shirt up and a new mug. Take a look. I got one. It's a funny quote. I'm going to start doing this. Quotes from the show on mugs. And then I've got a, a goofy shirt that I, I had made up. We'll be back tomorrow. Take care, folks. Have a good one.